Whoa, look at all those stars. Can't get a view like this in the city. <laughs> Maybe I'll catch one. You're lucky you're cute. Myself, fly you to the moon. You know, I've never been outside the city before. Looks like a prison from here, a cage of light. Virtual Tavern, a podcast where we talk about all things sci-fi and fantasy. Um, very shortly, we will live up to that name. Um, yes, we will. We are making plans to actually record some fantasy content. Just trying to get that, trying to get that machinery going. You know, get the the wheels turning on that end and everything. But we're making plan cakes, making bacon plan cakes, <laughs> bacon pancakes, <laughs> bacon bacon pancakes. <laughs> but. Anyway, yeah, that's still in the works and everything. Fantasy Friday and sci-fi... Fuck. Fantasy Friday and sci-fi Sunday. You know, just haven't really... Once we get into that rhythm and everything, it'll be easy to maintain, but still got to get a few thing, a few kinks worked out and everything. Yeah, we're trying to get everything to where um, we can have it to where we get everything going nice and smoothly uh, and just trying to figure out some things on our end as far as that goes, so... <clears throat> yeah. But, anyway... My name is Adam Edgar. And I'm Hunter by... Chambliss. You did it early! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> my name is Adam Edgar, joined by my co-host... Dildo. Dildo. <laughs> Dildo Swaggins. Um, but anyway, this is a podcast where we talk about all things sci-fi and fantasy. Right now, we are pretty much in the middle of our cyberpunk Edgerunners content. Um, we got one more episode, and then we'll be at the halfway point. There's ten episodes. We are on episode four, Lucky You. But before we get to that, we have our little spiel that we do, uh, little things that we, little house cleaning things that we got to do. So as far as emails, um, we have gotten emails this week. And oh. if you would like to send us an email, our email is contactvirtualtavern at gmail.com. Let us know how you're doing, what you're, what's on your mind or whatever you want to say, and we will read it on the podcast. But after last episode, we got an, an email from Kay Ellen. And this is one of the funniest fucking emails that I've had from her. Probably the funniest <laughs> fucking one, and I, I love it so much. So the, the, the title is Justice for Rebecca Stands. No. No. <laughs> no, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So Lucy all the way. Kay Ellen said, Rebecca is best girl. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. No, but really, I don't think her and David have an interesting dynamic. Even more so in the second half of the season. I wish they had explored it more. She gives me tiny, tiny Tina vibes from Borderlands. Yeah. So, and she's been a delight in my opinion. That being said, Lucy is way hotter. And realistically, David and her were literally made to be together. Yeah, I feel like they made those characters with the intention of them being together. Like oh, yeah, the there was like, these two are going to fuck. <laughs> one person who's always running away from something and one who's always running towards something. Thematically, it does make sense. However... There is only, so far, cool hair, an amazing ass, and persistent depression can get you, believe me. So, um, my question for you, Kaelin, is 
Are you saying that Rebecca is best girl because you kind of see yourself in her because she's also a midget? <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> you know what? I will take your side on this one, Kalen, because you're the only other person that's joining me on the Rebecca bandwagon right now and standing up for her. So, because everyone else at the fucking episode last fucking week was like, ooh, Lucy, you know, she got the fucking cool hair. No, Rebecca's awesome. Rebecca is awesome. But if we're talking about who needs to be with David, it's, it's Lucy. Because I mean, Dad ass though. Whatever. Whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> but I don't think I told you this, but I did at the end of our last episode, I added a poll to where people could vote um oh. who, who they think is best girl and Rebecca's winning. So eat a dick. Um Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a poll on our Spotify for last episode. You can vote. And you can also give a description of who, why you think uh, Lucy or Rebecca is best girl. Slap you with my pole. And also, it's on YouTube. I put one on there, too. Um, speaking of that, let's plug our socials. You can always reach out to us on our email, contactvirtualtavern at gmail.com. We upload YouTube shorts with little comedic elements about our podcast, what we're covering in that particular time. Um, so... We have a YouTube, it's just called Virtual Tavern Podcast. We have a TikTok. Hunter, what is that called again? Um, so our TikTok is virtual underscore tavern underscore podcast. I tried to make it to where it was shorter, but <laughs> surprisingly, there's a decent amount of people that have virtual tavern in their name. So Really? On TikTok? Yeah. Uh on TikTok and um I can't remember where else I was checking, but yeah, uh there's actually quite a few. Oh. But most of them they're like Virtual Tavern and then just the year that they made it or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. I well, like ours better. <laughs> yeah. Well, during COVID, people made things called Virtual Tavern. It was more for like, hey, let's have a virtual meetup. It's not like an yeah. actual entity name. It's just like virtual meet and greet, you know? There's yeah, a lot of those exactly. out there. But anyway, those are our socials. Reach out to us. Um, subscribe to our YouTube. Like and subscribe and smash that like button. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a great way. I always post community updates on there as well. So reach out to us, uh, email us, subscribe to our shit. And while we're on the topic of our podcast, Hunter, our podcast is doing very well. I don't want to give like two specifics because I don't want to ruin the magic and everything. Ruin the magic. For some reason... Spotify really likes that we're doing cyberpunk content. Like our analytics have skyrocketed for our impressions, which is basically how often your episodes get shown in the algorithm when people search and do all that stuff. Yeah. It's up in the thousands now. Oh, hell yeah. Before, and our most recent episode has like 1,400 impressions just by itself. Holy to, shit. To put it in perspective, when we were doing old content, like, matrix and all the other shit yeah they would average maybe a couple hundred impressions per episode now we're up in the thousands just by cyberpunk alone so that's fucking awesome um those of you that you know you choose to tune in and listen to the two of us just ramble on about this amazing show and make make our dumbass jokes and things <laughs> um thank you it is awesome to be able to see uh this podcast grow and it's it's really thanks to you guys yeah while we're on the topic of our audience we did have quite a few new spotify followers so over cool. the over the course of our last episode we had a couple new followers which is great um no new listeners from new regions or countries or anything so it's still the same but 
Dude, I'll take it. I mean, we've got we've gotten a decent variety. Because didn't we have like somebody from Brazil tune in? Brazil. Ago? We had Brazil. We had Ireland. We had Sweden. Um, and then the UK. Yeah. So about five other countries besides the United States were listening to us, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, our podcast is doing very well. Thank you guys for that. Thank you for following us and everything. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe and smash that like button. <laughs> You got to get those height points to get the Zoomer audience, <laughs> keep them engaged. But anyway, um, I believe that wraps up all of our house cleaning things. We can go into our episode. Um, There's well, one thing that we got to do still, though. Yes, the talking point recap. Yes. So if you don't know, every episode that we like to do of a series that we cover, we like to review or just kind of talk about one last time the previous episode to kind of bring things full circle called our talking point recap um so for last episode i think it was like a boy episode three or yeah it was like a boy uh no it was uh smooth criminal a smooth criminal okay so for episode three smooth criminal hunter my talking point recap for you is who do you think was the biggest winner and loser of last episode um you know i would have to say the the biggest winner would probably honestly have to be the fucking security guard that got his fucking carjacked strictly because oh, the merc- <laughs> the guy that rebecca tripped up and they stole his car and everything yeah, like i mean yes you know they, they they stole his car sure but he got fucking jerked off in the middle of the fucking bar by rebecca <laughs> yeah no that makes him the biggest winner you got jerked that's off what by I rebecca said. I said that's like he's the biggest winner. Oh. Like regardless of his car being stolen. Oh, I thought you meant he was the biggest loser. No, 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 no. Uh, biggest loser, I would say, is um, honestly probably Maine, just because he kind of got his dick slapped at the end of the episode. Mm. Um, by uh, I can't remember his fucking name. Fucking uh, four eyes. Four. Oh, oh, the the guy that hired them to do the job in the yeah, initial place. The one that was pissed off because they were supposed to do it all secret like, and now all the info's useless. Yeah. Now, now whoever they were trying to get information on knows that someone's after them. Exactly. Like the jig is up, the the secrecy's out, the the element of surprise is lost. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, excuse me. Whose um, idea was it to drink beer again? It was mine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say that. The security guard was the biggest winner, and Maine would have been our biggest loser of last episode. Okay. Um, Adam, for you, what would you say was the um, pinnacle point of the last episode? The pinnacle point? Like the point of no return or things went, like, changed forever? Like or like... when, I guess not so much the pinnacle, but the, the peak. Like, what was the, the most mm. exciting or... Um... I think when David... He's in the car and he's panicking and everything. And Maine is on the other line saying, this is what you wanted, right? Time to prove it. I don't remember the exact quotes, but that's essentially what he said, right? <laughs> it's time to learn. Yeah, time to learn. <laughs> time to learn. In that moment, David, he's still a rookie and everything. But in that moment, he changed from just a, a teenager to an actual merc. Like, he's not doing a good job driving and everything. He's panicking. But he made that decision to, like time to learn like nut up or shut up pretty much yeah for me that would be that would have been the one that i would choose too because you get to see his mentality switch yeah instantly as soon as he 
starts that car and he fucking starts going. I mean, even though, you know, he immediately smashes two fucking light poles. He backs up <laughs> into a light pole and then goes forward and starts grinding the fucking guardrails. Like, oh my God. It's like a basic bitch, you know, white Karen in her 30s. Like, oopsie, hit the guardrail a little bit with her fucking husband's SUV. <laughs> Oops, nick the curb. Husband's in the back seat on his back. <laughs> but... All right, so that covers our talking point recap. We can now dive headfirst into episode four, Lucky You. So the episode opens up with like a little slow-mo kind of neon green uh, filtered scene. We don't know what this is yet. We can see David activating his Sendevistan. There's a big explosion. There's looks like little <clears throat> droplets of blood. You can't tell. But this is a little bit of foreshadowing for scenes that happen later on the episode i don't want to quite get there because you and i obviously know what yeah. it is but there's a little bit of foreshadowing right in the beginning of the episode before the intro credits roll and david has now spent a few days or weeks with his crew and everything learning the ropes and they have this little cool scene where they show the afterlife and it's one-to-one -one perfect like it has the neon green elements and everything it's got the logo. You can see who's the bartender at Afterlife again. I can't uh, remember. Claire. Claire. I believe you can see Claire in the background you too. You can, yeah. Um, and what's kind of cool too is while this uh initial initial scene is going down, it starts showing um like footage from different security cameras, and mm -hmm. again, one to one, exactly how it looks like in the game when you hack in and use them. Yeah, I don't... It even had like in the bottom left corner the different options for your cameras. Yeah, I love that. Like. You could pick apart the show for hours and be like, oh, oh, that's in the game. That's <laughs> yeah, in the game. That fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio fucking meme. Just oh, like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> here I come. Oh, here I come. Um, but Dorio and Maine are at the afterlife. They're just hanging out. Um, Dor <laughs> Maine is kind of groping on Dorio and everything. They're They're kind of like, not really lovers, but when you're in this kind of line of work, you have, for lack of a better word, fuck buddies or friends yeah, with benefits. Like, you know they fucking. <laughs> yeah. So they're not really lovers, but they're just kind of like having fun and everything. They're making out. Dorio punches him and like that turns her on and everything. Uh, David calls up Maine. And David, while he's decided to embrace his new life as an edge runner, he's still a rookie. He, ba he knows basically nothing. He's getting hard carried by his Send Devastan right now, and he knows it. Yeah. Like, that's his, he's a one-trick pony, and David wants to learn the ropes. He wants to gain more experience, and so the only person he knows is to call Maine. Yeah. And Maine, he's like, I don't got time for this shit, and he calls up Lucy and, like, walk <laughs> not, that dog. Not a good time, kid. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a good time. Bad, bad time, kid. Now's bad. Uh, the word? What's the word? Hadn't heard anything. Said I'd ca call if any giggy popped up. Hmm. Nothing? Still nada? Take whatever you got. Desperate looks ugly, rookie. Ed's all gone. Blow your last cut already? N not Eddie's. Not what I mean. Huh? Learning. Learning the ropes. Me. You can't be my crutch. Said yourself, right? Right. Fine. There's a little tiny, um detail i want to cover it's not really explicitly sane but set, said but when people are having hollow calls with each other you can tell that the small glitches when they repeat words like not a good time time kid 
when they repeat words like that, in my my understanding is that it's kind of like the technology that reads your brain isn't perfect. So sometimes it'll glitch or lag or it'll repeat the same word over and over again. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just a small detail that I, I picked <clears throat> up. I don't believe they do it in the game, really, mm. that, that kind of lag where you sometimes when you're on a holo call with someone, you're, you're talking from your head, right? Like the chip. Yeah, like you're just, you have to think it. Like you don't have to actually speak out loud. Yeah, it's a... Uh, there's that little glitch and everything. Just a small detail. I I I thought was cool that this show kind of created on its own. Yeah. Because I don't remember that happening in the game. Bad bad time, kid. Now's bad. Hey hey, um, you free tonight? But what? Why me? But David, he's just going around, kind of doing fetch quests. He's doing deliveries for the crew and everything, picking up money. Yeah. Pro- probably like protection money or whatever that Maine has from different clients around Night City, and David goes to deliver all the eddies and packages to Rebecca. And Rebecca answers the door, pulls out a fucking gun, po- points it directly at David's head, like, hey, David, what's going on, Chum? <laughs> and holds it there for, like, a good minute. Like, doesn't let go. Yeah, like, she knows fucking who David is, but just keeps the fucking gun directly on his fucking forehead. It's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, yeah, are you going to go see your family this weekend? <laughs> just, like, doesn't lower it at all. Hey, David, my man, what's going on? Everything good? I am. Y- yeah. What's up, June? You need something? But we this is the first time and only time we get to see Rebecca like kind of not lewd but you know, less clothing and everything. Yeah, cuz she's basically just standing there in her underwear. Yeah. Um so they give the package to I keep forgetting his name. He's honestly not that important. Uh, Rebecca's Pilar. brother. What's his name? Pilar. Pilar? Yep. P I L A R. Pilar. It's not, you sure it's not Pillar? Positive. Oh, Pilar. Who gives a shit? He's going to die. <laughs> um, spoilers, guys. Spo- yeah, spoilers. <laughs> we said we were going to lift off the spoiler cap, so that's on you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, delivers the, the goods and everything to Rebecca. Rebecca gives her, gives him a, a, a nice tip for delivering everything. He's like, whoa, that's a tip. Like, you're so cute, dimples and everything, and waves him goodbye. <laughs> That's a tip! (laughs) David, you're fucking adorable. See you soon, Dimples. Uh, Lucy, get, like, right there. Let me go back. Yeah, where it says, hey, hey heyo. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that. Lucy, um, calls up David on the hollow, and the subtitles are, hey, hey heyo, you free? That's like the, the program is kind of glitching and not like one-to-one perfectly accurate. Yeah. I just kind of, I like that detail, you know, that you know someone's on a holo call by that. Well, I wonder too, like, at least with that call in particular, if it was more so her being nervous, because regardless of, like, what happened in the, the previous episodes, like, we obviously know that she has feelings for him, right? Yeah. So I, I wonder if having to be with him in close proximity just by the, uh, those two being by themselves, if that had an effect yeah. on her. And even though David is mad at her, like still holds some resentment, he gets really excited when he call when she calls him. Yeah. Like he he's like a giddy little boy, like, oh, what you, I'm gonna go on a date. <laughs> so Lucy asks him if she's free he's free tonight and everything. And they're on the Pierre. She's got her active wear on and everything. And did you just say the Pierre? Is that not how you say it? Pierre? It's Pierre, you idiot. <laughs> I thought it was Pierre, Pierre. is a fucking name. <laughs> How do, how do you say it? Pierre? Pierre. It's Pierre. a Pierre. 
Yeah. Like Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Ooh, let me have some of that Cool Whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. I swear to God, you said Pierre. Uh, cool Whip. Uh, so they're on the pier. 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 They're on the pier. God damn it! How do you say it? <laughs> you say it as pier, like. <laughs> They're on the dock. They don't give a shit anymore. They're on the dock. Um, they have a little montage and everything. And Maine's basically not wanting to like babysit him, right? So he gives that duty to Lucy. And they have like this little montage of them training back and forth. Um, there's some gigs that happen where David ambushes a group of scavs, I believe. The ones with, um, they have like these holographic face masks yeah uh and their their whole thing is just killing people and ripping out their um implants to sell yeah we talked about that like episode one or two yeah it's probably episode two where the the ambulance driver was a member of the scavs and was going to rip apart david yeah and sell that sandevistan um but i love this little montage man you know it just shows the the group the the merc group you know doing what they do yeah rebecca is denied entrance to afterlife and we're never specifically told how old a lot of these characters are besides David. I think he's 17 at the beginning. Yeah. But does that mean that Rebecca is not old enough to get into afterlife? Like, they uh, weren't letting her in. I would assume so. Like, that's, that's what would make sense to me. That or her size alone made them think that she was a child. So they immediately shot her down. Like, are, are we creeps for liking on Rebecca if this whole time she was only, like, 16? Because yes. I thought she was 19. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Steven Yoon little clip. You might be wondering, you touched your friend's dick. Are you gay? Yes. yes. You are gay. <laughs> Have you ever been walking down the street with your best bro? And while you're walking, you accidentally touch hands? You think to yourself, that was weird, but I'm not gay. You are. You are gay. Yes, uh, you are a creep. <laughs> one of the cool things that happens when we see them going into the afterlife is uh, we get to actually see Rogue mm. um, sitting there at the edge of the bar, and she actually waves David over to go talk to her. Yeah, it's like maybe two seconds, but we get to see Rogue. Yeah. Like, it's her one-to-one. -one. She's wearing her yellow hood top and everything. Yep. It just makes this universe feel connected exactly like everything they, blends together really well yeah it, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome it's literally two seconds but it it's a great thing to like make these two universes feel connected yeah but more montages you know david's training with lucy and everything so hey what now how old are you anyway Sorry, didn't mean that came out wrong. Just meant your age, your skills, they don't add up. Applying math where it ain't applicable. It's aptitude and hard work. So get that straight. Only gonks talk down to others based on age. Gonks like... Long-limbed techies. Uh, he asks how old she is, and she doesn't give a response. Yep. Um, but we could safely assume Lucy's probably, probably 21 at her oldest. She's in her late teens, early 20s. Like, that little gray area there she's got to be um i'd say probably like mid 20s mid 20s that's 24 yeah creeping on a 17 year old boy 
and <laughs> oh and, and but oh and lucy's naked great i was like let's just hold here for a second but it's just it's the whole montage and everything there's not really much to talk about they're doing gigs and lucy the rebecca's brother tries to creep on her and everything tries to grab her tits and everything and she shocks him yeah uh main's asking like you treating lucy right and everything how things going with lucy uh, treating her right obviously it main doesn't make it his business to know the members of his crew's like past and everything but he does care for each member of his crew like he may not like to show it yeah but he does care for lucy and he's yeah. basically telling david don't fuck this up yeah exactly like um he he knows that something's going on between like it's very obvious to tell that uh, our boy David is crushing hard on Lucy, and the, you know he's asking him like, "Oh, you you treating right? This and that." Just trying to ask like, "Hey, y'all fucked yet?" Yeah, <laughs> and we'll get that a little bit later on in the episode too. But yeah, yeah, it's just this whole middle section of the episode is just montage work. You know, um, there's some really cool scenes where Dorio. We don't get to see much of her, but she teaches David how to like fist fight and with uh punching bags and everything yeah um just those small little snippets you know maybe for five seconds but it does give backstory to this crew yeah and builds up their depth this is the first time we get to see falco we don't know his name yet but falco rebecca's brother and david all go to lizzie's bar and have a brain dance together yeah like just this whole montage you know this this whole six minute segment is great rebecca teaches david how to go to the firing range you know, it's it's just a cool sequence, and I I wish, like this was his its own episode. Yeah, like it, we talked about it before, um, that even though ten episodes is enough, we could have easily gotten more, and it still wouldn't have felt like filler. Yeah, like all <clears throat> this whole montage, like you were saying, could have been it, an entire episode just like showing him the ropes and stuff. Yeah, like, and I understand, you know. The budget for this probably wasn't the highest, especially after the game released and it the whole world so well. shit on it. Yeah. yeah. It was probably seen as a risk to like give it more funding and everything. Um, so they probably had to work with what they had. But yeah, if, if we ever needed another episode, it was right here. Exactly. <clears throat> There's this cool scene where Rebecca gets cat- kidnapped by Maelstrom and Maine and the whole crew. They just wipe the floor with all of them. <laughs> it's like you don't fuck with our people. Yeah. Um. But Lucy, the first time I believe we get to see her use her mono wire. Yeah, she just at least dices all of them up. We get to see her use it and not have it just be a fucking BDSM tool. <laughs> From episode two. <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, but yeah, more more montages. This whole segment. I I, I keep saying, like I'm trying to skim over it, but there's some good ass little tiny nuggets in here that I want to cover. Yeah. About character development and everything. So otherwise I would just kind of breeze over all this um david is slowly getting more and more cyberware i think he oh this is so he's struggling to like keep up with lucy right on jogging and everything so he gets like these synthetic lungs so that he can keep up with lucy yeah and now david is starting to chrome the fuck up this is like the first seeds being laid of him turning into what's the the slang term used in Night City for people that chrome the fuck up. Like gearheads? No. Uh I can't remember. 
I, I, I can't remember either, but he's chroming the fuck up. The the first instances of him getting his cyberware. Yeah. Um after the montage and everything, the whole crew, everyone, Dorio Main, Lucy, Rebecca, and David and Rebecca's brother, they're all walking down. It's like they just had a night at a dive bar, right? And they're walking home and everything late at night. And Rebecca's brother is having problems with this cyber psycho that's just pissing in a fucking empty barrel. Yeah. Everyone else starts walking away like, all right, it's not worth it. But the brother just keeps egging on this guy, keeps egging on this guy. Fuck. What's your problem, Joom? Why you gotta go pissing in the street, huh? You hard of hearing, Chumba? I'm talking to you. Listen up. This year, out of your watering is our turf, asshole. And guess what? We don't like sniffing in piss. And the cyber psycho just ends up having enough and blows his fucking brains out. Kiss <laughs> new meaning to the phrase, hard as iron. Like, not even his brains out, just the upper half of his entire skull is gone. Yeah, like, I think there's a portion of his lower jaw that's left, but everything else <laughs> is fucking demolished. Yeah, so it turns out the cyber psycho, it's not like the cannons, but it's probably like a shotgun, is built into this guy's fucking arm. Yep. And this is the first time, besides the very first episode, we get to see cyber psychosis again. Yeah. Like, in its fullest form. This homeless guy is experiencing cyberpsychosis and now that you've ticked him off he's like a zombie that has woken up you know now everyone in his peripheral vision is an enemy like and now we get to see everything comes full circle this scene that's being shown is what we saw in the beginning of this episode that was kind of foreshadowed yeah everything slow-mo and from David's perspective, everything's kind of green and lime. It's him activating his send devastan. Yeah. It's kind of like a fight or flight response that he just instinctively activates and turns on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca is pissed the fuck off. She pulls out her akimbo pistol, just goes crazy like, fuck you. He was mine to kill you, son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can tell they had a loving relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she gets, she's pissed off because, you know, her brother and everything, not because she loved him, but like you said, if anyone's going to kill him, it's going to be me. Yeah. Maine is getting ready to activate his grenade launcher, but it starts jamming up. Yeah. And this is one of the first signs that something's not right with Maine. Yep. I believe next episode that'll come to fruition, but this is the first signs like, oh shit, Maine's cyberware is acting up. Yeah. Um, it's not specifically said or, or, you know, anything that something's wrong with him. But anyway, David activates Sendevistan because he sees Lucy is getting threatened by this guy. He gets all predatorial and territorial. It's like, yeah. don't fuck with my woman. Yeah, exactly. He activates his Sendevistan and uh, whips around this fucking container, jumps up next to the dude and basically fucking point blanks him with his handgun. Yeah. Uh, so David. He sees flashbacks of his mom, and he's like, not again. Now that David lost his mom, he's very protective about the family that he's just gotten. Yeah. Specifically Lucy. And David will go to kind of any lengths to protect that. Same yep. as Lucy, too. Um, unfortunately, uh, the cyber <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that part. The cyber is not, like, fully dead. Yeah, somehow he's still alive, regardless of the fucking bullet that just went through his brain. And while um, 
David is talking to Lucy, we see the cyber psycho's hand pop up right behind David's skull. Like he was getting ready to blow his brains out just like he did Pilar. Yeah. And uh Maine hops up there and just <clears throat> fucking punches the dude's goddamn skull off his uh, off his the base of his neck. Yeah, just the whole thing gone in one punch. Yeah, just straight up fucking decapitates the guy with a fist. <laughs> Re- Rebecca goes and double taps her brother, you know, shooting you fucking his- piece of shit. <laughs> shooting the corpse of her brother. <laughs> Um, but Lucy was injured in this altercation. She probably got a small concussion on her head and everything. Yeah. Bleeding from the head. Maine says, tells David, all right, take Lucy, take her home. Someone's got to stay back and explain this to NCPD. Uh, otherwise, it'll turn into like a, a, a case or what. So as long as someone's here to explain the series of events, they're not going to give a shit. Yeah. Dorio, girl needs a ripper doc. You should take it to our buddy. Kiwi and I'll hang back here and take care of things till the pigs show to clean up. It's a pain in the ass, but someone gotta explain this clusterfuck. Boss man spoken. <laughs> you too, kid. Stick with Lucy and Dorio. Huh? We'll tell the badges exactly what went down. Fuckers chromed up the wazoo. It'll be easy. Minimal questions, they'll file it as a cyber psycho incident and done. Like, they're just gonna mark it down as a cyber psycho event and that's it. Yeah. So, Lucy... David and Dorio, I believe is her name, right? The Zarya wannabe. Um, Dorio basically tells, all right, David, take her home and everything. And I we can kind of see where this is going. Yeah. David and Lucy, I think this is the first time. No. David was at Lucy's apartment before during the whole um moon date and everything. Yeah, like this time it'll be more of um like a a sincere meeting there as opposed to i'm just gonna drag you here so that we can be somewhere familiar for the crew to ambush you yeah so david asked lucy once they're at her apartment can we talk and that's the when they go to the roof and there's a lot of they haven't really had a chance to hash things out really yeah like he's been busy trying to get trained up they've been doing gigs and stuff so for him, like, you know, he never really got any sort of closure for what happened. Yeah, he still feels betrayed, even though it was all business. And, you know, maybe Lucy did feel things for him during the date and everything, but she still had a job to do, right? Yeah. And you can't really blame her for doing what she did. They just met and everything. They, they, they went on one little gig uh, snatching shards from people's necks, neck picking. Yeah, you know. <laughs> neck picking. You can't really blame her. So Lucy, this is when she opens up. And this is such a beautiful scene. There's a lot of small details that you don't know yet. But having the hindsight of watching the whole show and knowing Lucy's backstory, there's hints here as to Lucy's um, thought process. And I'll explain that. So as they're talking, David's kind of like explaining, okay, so you were mad at me and everything. You kind of ignored me. Lucy's like, you were mad at me too. David's like, yeah, maybe I was and everything. David's trying to open her up, right? Trying to get her to open up. And as David kind of like peels back the layers, something cool happens that is foreshadowed here. Lucy grabs the back of her neck. Yeah. As she's starting to feel more vulnerable. And do we want to talk about that? Like, we did say no spoilers. Do we want to like foreshadow her backstory a little bit right now uh we can foreshadow it a little bit okay so 
Lucy in later episodes will learn that she was part of a secret, I think, Arasaka program. Yeah. Where her and a bunch of other kids were selected for their prowess in net running. And during her escape, she lost all of her friends pretty much. All yeah. of them died. And as she's starting to feel more, more vulnerable and closer to David, she grabs the back of her neck where her net running jack is. And she's trying to, like, protect herself. Yeah, like, she's pretty much getting flashbacks of it, and she's worried that if she gets too close to him, he's gonna, he's gonna die. There it is right there. Yeah, right there. She's grabbing the back <clears throat> of her head. Yeah. And you wouldn't know that right now, you know, if you watch all these in chronological order, but having watched the whole show, it's just something that I picked up. I'm like, this is her opening up and everything. This is her feeling scared to get attached to somebody again. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of a beautiful little thing that I wanted to point out, even though we're kind of jumping way far ahead. You know, I, I don't know if I'll remember later on. I wanted to bring it up now. Yeah. Um, and in this, this little uh, talk that they have, she finally, like, shows him that, <clears throat> you know, she, she's interested in, in more than just, like, being coworkers or whatever uh, by placing her hand on his cheek and pulls him in for a kiss. And we get to see one of the, the most iconic shots from this show, I feel like. It's one of the ones that a lot of posters have been made with. When the sh rocket's going up to the moon. Yeah. It's not the life or the end you deserve. What's that even mean? How am I any different from you? I got nowhere else to go. This is it. And we're exactly the same. You and I are worlds apart. In what way? <sighs> I'm gonna take you there myself, fly you to the moon. That's a promise. Yeah, David's like, I'm going to take you to the moon, fly you there myself and everything, and trying to build her up and be like, I will help you fulfill your dream. Yeah. You know, kind of laying that foundation of David doesn't really have a dream of his own. He just wants to help Lucy achieve her dream. Yeah. You know, Lucy is his dream. You know, whatever Lucy wants is his goal, his objective in life now. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. They have a nice... Pretty uh, beautiful kiss. The launch, the rocket is getting launched in the background, going towards the moon and everything. Yeah. Um. The the soundtrack, the music playing and everything. It transitions to a nice little scene where they're on the moon and the the Earth is in the background. It's very poetic, very uh, artistic. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends, like on a fucking banger, like as always. Yeah. They they always manage to end the episodes perfectly um so it's, it's just really cool to be able to uh like finally see those two come together and david starting to achieve some of the things that he wants to yeah both with lucy and with becoming an edge runner like him finally being like hey i gotta nut up and fucking shoot a bitch yeah i do i do want to mention and this is probably a symptom of the show being only 10 episodes I do feel like the romance was a little rushed. Yeah, but it's like you said, like, you know, there's only 10 episodes, so they kind of had to push it. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like with all of the montages that we saw, there would have been time flying by yeah. way faster for them, too. So you're you're absolutely right. Like, as a viewer, though, like, it feels a little rushed to me. But if you were to, like, do some headcanon filling, you know, with that montage, 
that montage was probably at least two or three weeks of time spanning. Yeah. So if you put that in your head canon, you know, it probably won't feel as rushed. You know, they probably Lucy and David went on jobs together. And, you know, this is the culmination of about maybe a month's worth of silent treatments and, you know, just pent up aggression and sexual tension. You know, <laughs> So if you think about it like that, it makes sense. But as a viewer, you know, from one episode to the next, it feels a little rushed. And that's why that montage, I feel like we could have snuck in one more episode right there. Yeah. But that is episode four. Um, what was it called again? Episode four, Lucky You. Rebecca's brother eats the dust. Who gives a shit? He wasn't really that interested in a character anyway. Um, yeah, he was just kind of a creeper with long-ass arms and fingers. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca's brother eats the dust. David starts adding more cyberware to himself, starts getting more experience. Lucy and David finally culminate their relationship, mend things, and now they're, they're a couple and everything. And the sky is the limit from here. Like David became a man. He became he a man. Became a man. He's, he's going to get his suck on. <laughs> hey, guys, I got laid last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> oh, it's that video of, like, my sister's pregnant. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be, be a, a dad. dad. Uh, oh. <laughs> hey! I've got great news! My sister's having a baby! I'm gonna be a dad! I'm gonna be a dad! <laughs> but anyway, is there anything now that we've finished the episode is there anything that you want to talk about hunter and about the episode or the series in general anything on your mind um about the episode in general i really like how they decided to foreshadow pilar's death um and you know have that little that little scene at the beginning mm -hmm. to kind of make you wonder like what the fuck is going on yeah um especially because there were as many montages throughout it yeah uh it kind of like you know, it, it kept your attention because you're wondering when the fuck is that scene going to pop up? Yeah. Um, and I feel like they did a really good job, too, with showing uh, cyberpsychosis again and having it to where it's yeah. not just like some dude already on a fucking rampage murdering cops. It's like literally him starting out. Yeah, that's a good point, because if you think about it, the main threat in the show is not like corpos. It's not. Like, the dangers of Night City. It's cyberpsychosis. If you really think about it, the antagonist of the show is cyberpsychosis and battling your inner demon. Yeah. Like, that's foreshadowed in episode one with um, the cyberpsycho that David gets his Sandevistan from. It's foreshadowed here again that cyberpsychosis is a real problem, that if you chrome up too much and everything, you're basically fighting a demon in a battle within yourself. Yeah. And in later episodes, it'll be foreshadowed even more, and then it'll culminate in the season finale. Yeah. So it's nice that it's peppered in the idea of cyberpsychosis throughout these episodes and not just be like, all right, episode one, cyberpsychosis, episode 10, cyberpsychosis. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, I, we need to have that little sprinkling of it. That little. <laughs> we need to have the salt we, bay of the, cyberpsychosis. Say, salt bay is dripping in little <laughs> nuggets of foreshadowing. But anyway. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. This fucking series kicks ass. I am a little sad that we're blaring through it already at such a fast pace. Um, I am too. 
but uh, I wanted to talk to you about something that I learned is possibly in the works. Yeah. Uh, have you heard that there is potentially going to be Cyberpunk 2 coming out? Like the game? The game. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I everything's rumor and speculation right now, but I knew that Cy, uh, CD Projekt Red was going to had every intention to, as I quote, continue the cyberpunk universe or brand. Yeah. So I assumed that meant video games. Yeah, and from what I've been reading, um, it's speculated that they may do a multiplayer that's going to be uh, similar to that of GTA Online. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd they, be fucking cool. They did have intentions to release a multiplayer with Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. But they just got buried in so many things on the backlog, like patches and fixes, that that became just a an impossibility. Yeah. So, but yeah, super excited for that, for Cyberpunk 2077 2 in 13 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't you say that? Because that's about how long it took for the first game. Um, maybe my, my daughter can play it, you know? Yeah. We're going to be old fucks. All right. It's time to relaunch the <laughs> podcast. I, I just seen this meme. It's someone posting like back in 2011. I bet GTA six doesn't come out until 2025. And then it turned out to be a reality. And like some, someone go back to him and contact him and tell him he was right this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this has been Virtual Tavern, a podcast where we talk about all things sci-fi and fantasy. My name is Adam Edgar. And I'm Hunter Chambliss. And we will catch you guys on the next time. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. I don't, don't want to go. go. <laughs> <laughs>